1: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break. I'm Amber Garcia, joined by Nikki Mann, David Hellman, uh, Derek Eagleton. He might join us later. We'll see. He's on standby right now. But... A lot of news coming out.
0: <laughs> you
3: don't, you don't want to news. do a number today, Nick. You want to? You want <laughs> I don't even know the number. Get into the no, weeds about the number. What, Derek Brandon does. Knight.
2: Forget the number. We have breaking news. Uh, Coach Mike McCarthy just. I uh, guess, enter. I don't know. I, I guess that means he tested po- positive, but he's the point is he's entered COVID protocol right now, and that just came out a few minutes ago that he will not be available for the game, apparently. It's not exactly what they said.
4: What they said was he won't be on the sidelines for Thursday's game. In the uh, He will not be on the sidelines for Thursday's game. He
2: will be involved, but we Still don't know what, exa- what we're gonna, that means
4: we're gonna, exactly. We gonna we're going to
3: FaceTime him on the Windows <laughs> surface and have him on the Gatorade jug. At... He seems like
4: somebody that would want to do that. I yeah. mean, most coaches probably would. Maybe not Dion, but, but most coaches <laughs> would, would do that. I
2: mean, know? does that mean you're completely not allowed in the stadium? Or you oh, yeah. can have a suite no, uh, to yourself.
4: <laughs>
3: some, I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh, if we were playing this at AT and T, maybe, but I don't think so at the Superdome. But man, what a okay, what a morning. So McCarthy is in COVID protocol. Uh, that brings the total up to like eight when you consider all you know, basically the entire strength and conditioning staff: Harold Nash, Kendall Smith, Cedric Smith. Um,
2: then you have offensive line coach Joe Philbin. Joe then you Philbin. have assistant um, line coach Jeff Blasco, and then offensive line the assistant, another assistant coach Scott Tolson. Yes. So, and.
4: Sorry, I'm just making sure we're. we're not, we got, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello, we have more, more news breaking. That yet? type
3: of morning at the Star, yeah, for sure.
4: Scott Tolzien, and then, um, yeah, and then there's. And then but, we got
2: to mention Terrence Steele, which yes. we'll get into yeah. it later on, yeah. but let's start off with the coaching staff and what that looks like as of right now for what it could mean for this thursday's game
4: well it's just like it's the start that that's that's the thing that that's kind of scary is that if you go back and look at some of the, the the history of how things typically go with close contacts it's not always right away it's the after the first couple days third day and then sometimes the fourth day is when that stuff kind of pops which is sort of what's happening here so you know it, it's just going to be hard to prepare for this team to to practice to do whatever, and then all of a sudden, it, you could be two or three days into it, and we could have more tests like
3: this. There's going to be some breath holding going on around here for the next 48 hours, probably.
4: And in in New York as well. I mean, with the the league and all. Oh that yeah, stuff, yeah, because, yeah. You know, There's a I was game. Like, wait,
3: we don't play the Giants. No, no. About? I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean,
4: you know, and that that's what I what I wonder is is how. What I don't know what the what the number has to be for them to consider. Making a change here, but but like we've seen teams that are really really hamstrung, and then they still play the game. So I think it would have to be a two-team thing, unless unless the Cowboys had an well, MVP. we were trying
2: to talk about this prior <laughs> to the show, and Dave was trying to. You were mentioning how you remember that the NFL saying Which, they're very strict on like not moving or canceling. You
3: know, I I apologize for not having my ducks in a row. This kind of fell on us mm-hmm. twenty minutes before yeah. we came on, but the way that I understand that the way the league has changed, like that that's not happening this year Nick changing, like, changing they're not, games. They, the league made it pretty clear they're not moving a game unless it's like an act of God that does it um I don't I don't I don't think they would yeah. and and the what I remember from the summer I, I need to go back and check I'm sorry maybe maybe it's different if it's unvaccinated status but like what I remember hearing is that if it gets to a point where you can't play the game it's just a forfeit on your part. And and um and they don't care. Like it could be both teams, and they're still like we don't care. So like I'm under the impression that this is happening Thursday, yeah. no I, matter what, so. or or a game won't be played. But like we're not doing the whole move it to Tuesday, move it to Wednesday, whatever thing mm-hmm. this year.
4: Do you think you could be like a strength coach?
3: Me? Yeah, you. No. What? <laughs> no. I mean. Could I walk around and like clap my hands and lead guys through warm ups? Yes. Yeah. Do I know anything about the techniques <laughs> required to lift in the NFL? No. That and that's no.
4: the that's the problem here. And it makes sense. I mean, this is how it happens. People that work together sit together. They eat together. They they coach together. So that's why it's that's three strength coaches and two offensive linemen and you know I mean that's that's the way it works. You know, so that that that'll. I just hope that that it doesn't continue to spread like that which it very well could though if it's if it's got to the head coach head coach is probably interview or meets with a lot of people the irony like
3: we were we were just talking recently about like even if you're vaccinated the precautions that a lot of these guys take like you make the people in your inner circle get tested on a regular basis you're probably keeping a close eye on where you go and what you do but that's the nature of this thing man it the the vaccine helps but it's it's not a cure-all despite what people say and people want to get mad about it it's never it's never been built yeah. that way so this no. stuff had this stuff has potential to happen it's just what what timing right. and of course it's got to be the cowboys
4: yeah. well and, and i think we have to point out too that like obviously a lot of people that are listening this matters because of how it affects the game against the saints we get that but also you know more than anything i mean the, the most important thing is just the health of these guys and as I've been told right now and, and things could change, I think everyone seems to be doing well um, there are some of those eight are, are just completely symptom free um, which is frustrating in its own right too just to be vaccinated symptom free and still mm-hmm. held out um, but I don't know that about all eight if you know there were some a couple offensive line coaches that weren't on the virtual call yesterday I thought that was kind of odd yeah not on the call it was virtual uh hopefully those guys are okay but but that you know that you know, would, let's make sure and stress that, that that's important that, that's yeah. the, the number one thing here but
3: and it is it's interesting too because um players obviously have the choice but any coach in the nfl has to be vaccinated right that was mandated so again that just tells you the unpredictable nature of this thing i guess but yeah i mean i that is that's important to keep in mind that hopefully all these guys are feeling okay
2: Well, between today and Thursday, or let's say Wednesday, which is when the team would be traveling, things can still change and other guys could pop up, like Nick was mentioning. But as of right now, who do you think would be best to assume the head coaching duties if, you know, with McCarthy being out for the game?
3: So that's where I feel kind of guilty. We're doing this podcast because this is when it's scheduled and we want to give people up to date information, but like, This is a developing thing, you know. Um, You could name an interim head coach, and then he tests positive tomorrow, you know. Yeah. Um, I will. So there's there's two guys on the staff that have been an NFL head coach before, or well well three, but Philbin's in COVID protocol. But Dan Quinn and John Fossil have both done it recently, obviously. And Dan actually had COVID at the beginning of the season, so you would think that decreases his Mm -hmm. likelihood of catching it this go around again wild speculation on my part but that's just kind of what they tell you about antibodies and all that good stuff so i mean all things being equal if he's available i would lean toward dan quinn
4: probably i would too i would yeah because you know and i understand he he calls the plays as well um i don't know why maybe i just maybe i'm wrong with this i just feel like it's harder to call an offensive play than a defensive play maybe that's not the case Colin plays is probably Colin plays, but but I would just think yeah, for Colin more to call the offensive plays and not have to run the game. He's never done it before. I yeah. would just, I'm sure he can because I mean he doesn't want us to say that because he's probably going to interview for jobs and all that. And this might be a good test for him to do that. But um, I, I would lean towards Dan Quinn, and not only that, but but also you know he's played games in the you know in the Superdome before. He's coached there. He's coached against the Saints. Probably would just be as comfortable. As anybody, I thought there was five guys that had been a head coach before.
3: Didn't we lose a couple of them though? Like uh, Tom Sula's not here anymore. I thought we added one though. Uh, I don't I, remember. I can't keep it
4: all straight. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It'd it come yeah. down to it. Come down to. I mean, okay, technically, there's a, there's a yeah there's an assistant oh, there's McAdoo, assistant yeah. head coach Rob Davis. Um, I would like to think that's a title only. I don't think you'd be coaching the game, but um, I saw a report. It's not like the vice president where you know something happens he slides in. I don't think it's like that.
3: Tom Pellicero had a report that he'll have a larger role, and Tom, you you should you should trust Tom. Then it means he will. No, you should trust Tom Pelissero's info when it comes to Mike McCarthy. You can connect the dots on that if you go back and take a look. Um, Then he
4: will have a larger role,
3: but that doesn't mean he's going to be the acting head coach. I mean, that's a hell of a jump.
4: Yeah, that's a hell of a jump. Fourth down, go right.
3: I I don't even like. I mean. I think the world of Kellen Moore, but that's a hell of a spot to put a guy in. Like three days notice, hey, you're in charge of all of this. You've never done it before. That's I lean toward Quinn as well because mm-hmm. he, he he's done all that. Like the biggest question for Dan Quinn is probably like, well, you got to come down out of the box, even though you probably wouldn't, you don't want to, but you need to for this game. Whereas Kellen Moore, like, but but Dan Quinn's done all of those other duties, and that's a pretty good point. He's done it in the Superdome a lot. I mean he was the head coach of the Falcons for what, five years, mm-hmm. which means he I mean he's five, played. Five times. Played yeah. in this environment a lot. Shouldn't be anything new for him. Um it just it just makes the most sense to me. That's what I would do. Let's just do it. Well
2: let's uh try to make sense of something else, which is the Cowboys offensive line. We got <laughs> Yeah,
3: okay, now we can get to the part where <laughs> no. one of their starters actually is yeah. out with COVID as well. Yeah. So
2: Terrence Steele, he came out with he's in the protocol. As well and I mean we saw last game how they were playing musical chair and it wasn't a good game for the O-line and the Cowboys so what do you I mean you got to you got guys but is it gonna work how do you guys feel right now with this news and him not being available for this game
4: I think if you're gonna have one guy that that would be in the protocol um, a starter in the protocol it would be the starter that you're scratching your head of why he's the starter you know it's not like he I mean there's, it's still it's still weird to me that Terrence Steele is starting over Lyle Collins at right tackle. Um, I understood the left side maybe because that's not something he hadn't done in forever, but to start over him at right tackle that just seems weird to me. Is he that much better? I don't see him being that much better. I think at this point now we're not talking any about expectations of undrafted and whatever. No, it's just about who's the better player, and I I think I still think. Lyle would be. So,
2: but I think you could ar- argue that they've been worse once Lyle came back into the line.
4: I don't think you're wrong you,
3: to say. You it. can argue that. Lyle yeah. hasn't been amazing since he came back from yep. his suspension. He also hasn't really had a chance to get into a rhythm either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he wasn't playing tackle, then he was playing tackle, then he lost, then, you know, Terence Steele took his job back. It's just I mean, this whole thing's been in flux for the better part of a month. I, and no sorry yeah, no
4: and, and now now you got offensive line coach the assistant o line coach your tight end coach Lunda Wells is going to slide over and help with that you know this is this is a game where you you need your guy you need Zach Martin Tyron Smith Lyle Collins, you need your veteran guys to be out there because this is going to be a loud environment. And You know, you think the Saints give a crap about the Cowboys' issues right now? I mean, they're trying to sneak back into the playoff races. This is a huge game for them. So if your O-line coaches are down to tight ends, coach, all that, you got to lean on your veterans here more than anything. So I, I think it's not great that Ter- that happened to Terrence Steele because he's a swing tackle. I mean, he'd be – or he – He's the starter, to, you know. He'd be the starter, but whatever that situation is, you don't want anyone to be down. But I think it's it's if you have to lose somebody, it's not a. I mean, it might even be a step up, honestly.
3: I I don't want to say anything glib about COVID. Like we, I hope Terrence is feeling fine. Yeah. I, that's I would never wish that on a person. But if anything, it's. In a way, it it's almost feels like a relief to have some clarity about who's going to play, and that's this is what happens when the game's on Thursday. We don't do a show Friday because of the holiday weekend. It feels like the Raiders game was a lifetime ago. Yeah, but that was so weird. I've ne- Have you ever seen like beyond like varsity high school football? Have you ever seen them just rotate the line like that when everybody's healthy?
4: That was the that was the second most weirdest thing. That that didn't sound right. But was second most. That's yeah. the second weirdest thing about that. The first was the was the explanation.
3: Which, which is no offense, Mike McCarthy, crap to me. Stop it.
4: Yeah. Crap. It's like stop.
3: That and that's stop. That's I have, not true. You're not trying to give guys rest because for the first eight weeks of the season all you did was talk about how huge continuity on the right. line was. Like it was, he said it every That's and the
2: then, most annoying and thing. And then it we is.
3: and then we take that info to the air and we're like, This is what's important to Mike McCarthy. This is why this and then and then you just fall back on it and I have no choice but to conclude like they're playing politics. Like they've got seven guys that are good enough to start, and they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. Yeah, which I get. Lyle Collins is a fifty million dollar a year player who found a, found his way to the bench. Terrence Steele is a guy that you handpicked and believed in, and 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 you've you've talked him up, and he's he's played well. I'm not trying to say that he hasn't. He's played really well. But so you've got him, and he plays five or six games, however many it was, and it's like, well. How how am I going to lose my job for no reason? How am I going to lose my job for playing well? And it's like, guess what? This is why you're paid a lot of money to coach in the NFL. Like You're not supposed to care about people's feelings. You're supposed to make the best decision for the team and not come up with weird platoon systems on the offensive line, which nobody, uh, everyone who's ever watched football agrees that that doesn't happen. Right. And the Cowboys are just like, yeah, we we just wanted to give them a series to
4: see what it looked like. What? What? Stop. It's it. not resting anyone because they only did it for one series. You didn't do it for Tyron Smith, who's been beat to hell with injuries and yeah. stuff like that. You didn't do it for Zach Martin. Thankfully,
3: it's just so the. It just, it's,
4: it just comes across as the
3: epitome. Super Rush
4: didn't come in and no, get, get a few snaps.
3: Not I mean, being able to make a decision. Right, and so, and so, like I said, like I'm certainly not happy that Terrence Steele has COVID. I hope he's feeling better. I hope he feels great. But like. At least now you got some clarity. Yeah. you're just like, okay, Lyle Collins needs to start at right tackle on Thursday night. Yeah,
4: And just so you're listening, you listen, people listen to our show at all hours of of the night. We appreciate that. That's that's how we get a, a, a big following. Is because we know people are listening at all times. But just remember, this show is we at our time central. It's like almost eleven o'clock. So you might be listening, and they've already announced who their head coach is going right. to be. Uh They they've already announced what this O yeah. line, uh, or if anyone else, knock on wood. You know, might get into the protocol. That's why I said I, I feel bad
3: doing this show right now because right. this it's probably not going to age great. Shout out to Talking Cowboys, our poor colleagues. All this news about McCarthy came down forty five seconds after they got off the
4: air, so that's like a whole show yeah. that's basically obsolete. It's about 10 minutes, but you know, okay. but, but, but you know, they don't, they don't, they're not like us. They don't look at their phones as much as we do. Because if, if it would happen in 10 minutes, like, we're going to, we're going to see. That's a good point.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we're going to see
4: whatever happens in the NFL while we're on here because Be- I can't put my phone down. Before we go to break though, when we're talking old no line. Do you want to just try, we'll just try to go left or right here? I mean, we think Ty- Tyron, Tyron, McGovern, Biadish, Zach Lyle. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, that. That's, I that's mean, why I, that's they, what, could they could go back to Connor they,
3: Williams They but could don't you, don't you hate that you have to specify when you
4: say Connor? Yeah, I hate that But, you know Honestly, I think I would go back to Connor Williams Because I haven't seen a big difference between McGovern and Williams Mc- Yeah, that's and Williams. fine And they don't run the goal line package with Connor Williams They yeah. don't do it They did it once He still hasn't blocked anyone doing it So I think I, I think if it's that close, I think I'd go back to Connor Williams at left guard and go with the, the McGovern package. I mean, there's a lot happening there and I think he's kind of almost mastered it a little bit. So, I would and I don't know how much we've talked about this. I hope they do it. I've been
3: he's too he's too good of a teammate. He's too much of a diplomat to answer this publicly, but just ask Tyron and ask Dak. Yeah, who who do you want at left guard? Who do you want playing there? And whatever they say, that's fine with me. Been, that's that, fair. Dak. Somebody, with me. somebody asked him that before the Chiefs game, I think, and he was just like, well, "All those guys are competitors. They're mm-hmm. my brothers. I feel good no matter who's up there." It's like
4: that's not what I asked you.
3: I asked you who you want to be playing right. there. Right. So
4: that's, that's what and, and that's what needs to happen. And I think you know nobody could tell you better than than those two. Yeah. You know. I mean,
3: Tyron's played with Connor Williams for three years. Maybe maybe there's a comfort level there. And I
4: get he doesn't have the same pool, but I'd ask the center, too, because I want him to be as comfortable as he could possibly be out there. If you don't
3: want to do it in front of the team, that's fine. Pull him aside. (laughs) Maybe do it on Zoom, given the circumstances. Just, Dak, what do you think? Who do you think should be playing left guard? All
2: right. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, let's try to figure out how to improve the offense overall. They did turn up their game towards the second half of the game against the Raiders, but, I mean, taking it all all the way to overtime, but I think we can all agree there are a lot of things that need to be worked on and fixed.
1: At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym, for teaching Grandma how to video call, and teaching her again.
5: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left.
1: It's not complicated, everyone deserves something new.
0: To work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com.
1: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man's Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break.
4: Santa at the Star this holiday season. It's the chance to get your photo with Santa. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage at the Star District across from the extension on the Star Boulevard from November 26th through December 24th. Visit stardistrict.com slash Santa for more details.
2: Welcome back to the break. Although the loss against the Raiders feels like ages ago, really <laughs> which does. is crazy. Um, Let's let's talk about the game a little bit. Let's talk about what happened on offense. And since it is a very, very short week for the Cowboys playing this Thursday, another game over there in New Orleans, let's talk about the things that need to happen for this game. And how do we condense everything into a little segment here?
3: Well, that's just... I, I'm. A, this is probably the third time I've said it, but like I'm just sitting here, like, well, can I wait and see who all's even going to be available for this game before I worry about what they need to do or what's going to happen? I mean, yesterday afternoon, I mean, like again, like we just kind of talked about it. Like you get the Terrence Steele news on Sunday morning, and you're like, okay, like as far as losing a guy to COVID goes, that's pretty manageable, and cd lamb is supposed to be back this week amari cooper is supposed to be back in the building today so that's huge and you would imagine amari just coming off the COVID list he's probably not going to catch it during this current outbreak but but we have we have no clue and and we'll probably like i said we'll probably be kind of holding our breath and waiting for updates through wednesday afternoon if i had to guess so that just makes it kind of difficult for me but on paper from a roster standpoint, they look like they're in a decent spot to kind of have some guys back. I already mentioned Lamb and Amari. DeMarcus Lawrence has at least a chance to play in this game. We'll have to wait and see on that. But the roster is.
2: He's been on social media a lot. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's like tweeting bat- little <laughs>
3: gifs about yeah. being back. Like he was like soon. So like, yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> this is what we've, we're finally getting to the point we've been talking about for a month of like, okay, they're, they're starting to get some of these important players back. And of course, they're dealing with one of the larger COVID outbreaks in the league this yeah. year. At the same time, I mean, it's just always got to be something.
4: Yeah, and I guarantee there's a lot of fans out there that are like, "So who cares, coach? I mean, co- players play, coaches coach." That's that's true, to, you know. The, obviously, but but if you're not prepared in this league, you get your ass kicked. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. If you don't prepare, especially against, I mean, the Saints from a talent standpoint, do not have the same players that the Cowboys do. What they have, though, is an outstanding football coach, in my opinion, and a system that continues to work. And Sean Payton, uh, we talked about the Saints fans not caring. Sean Payton really doesn't care either. He wants to bring it in every game. He loves playing against the Cowboys. He does a good job, uh, obviously, against them. And so, if the, if the Cowboys aren't prepared this week, it, you know getting D-Law back, getting the receivers back, all that sounds great, but it, it'll be tough. This is going to be a very very, a big challenge. Well,
2: I was just going to ask you with what you just mentioned, and I know uh, they have said that they're going to be holding virtual meetings, and they're still mm-hmm. going to go through practice. But as speaking of preparation, like how does that look for you right now? Like how do you think or expect that to affect the Cowboys for this week's preparation?
3: I would like to think that it will feel familiar to them because this is the type of stuff they had to do all through last season. And you brought up the Ravens game last year. That got moved around 18 times. I mean, they are they shouldn't be strangers to this stuff. I mean, I know there's a lot of new faces on this team, but most of them were playing in the league last year when this was common stuff, when you were doing everything virtually – um, when you kind of had to work with that tolerance of ambiguity about what was going to happen the next day, so they got their ass kicked a lot. They no, they no, they were they. <laughs> thank you, Nick.
4: <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, but, no, but, you're, but that's not hey, a, that's you're, not a good thing when you're like, well, they did it last year. You know, I mean, like, it, damn it. I'm at least they have
3: familiarity <laughs> doing it. I True. guess that's all
4: I'm saying. I know and this whole thing's weird because all these receivers that are coming back, it's not like they practiced a lot last week. So a lot of times. You know, you just have a carryover for what you did last week. But last week, the Mm. the two receivers weren't even in. And they barely practiced much then, you know, coming uh, off of this. So, you know, I mean, the league... (laughs) Okay. uh oh it, Well, it's just you know, <laughs> Careful. this is what they want, right? They they want these games. They want to play football when there's nothing else on. They play the Thursday games oh, yeah. and all this stuff. But I mean, it it is it is a challenge. You can say it all you want to that this isn't a short week for the Cowboys. Yes, it is. It it is a short week because last week was was very short. I mean, you're, you're playing you're playing two yeah. games in, in, in 10 11 days. And so are the Saints, and and I get it, and and, and but this is for When this kind of stuff happens, COVID and and even there's going to be guys that don't have symptoms, that are vaccinated, that might miss the game because they just don't have the time.
3: If I was made commissioner for a day, I would abolish Thursday football other than maybe the season opener and Thanksgiving would be like one of the first three things I did. Yeah, I just I I,
4: it it is the or what or or you're coming off a bye. That being, okay. That's that's I still the, figure that out. Coming I, off a of bye you can play Thursday, whatever. I just don't.
3: It. I just don't think they should. That every team should have to do it, and every, like you're just like, yeah, like we we just we have a three day week this week. That's just what it is. It's like no, it's the peak of hypocrisy to say you care about player safety and make every team in the league do that. I think yeah. it's awful. And I mean, I'm part of the problem because I'm going to watch it if it's on. And, yeah, but yeah, I just I hate it.
4: Yeah, I mean, it it does. It's a it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, other you know with the word s now if you spell it with a c then yeah it makes a lot of sense and that's what what we care about but um dollars and cents i got it you got it i was good. Just throwing it out there. i got it yeah
3: but anyway it. uh to my favorite <laughs> my my favorite quote in recent years, coming. I was
2: thinking bad words. I'm like, what? Oh, what? No. I'm like, yeah.
3: As Mike Tomlin famously said last year, we do not care. Nobody cares, and yeah, it's fun. I I got I got some really fun perspective on this game, this week because my family was in town. Mm-hmm. Diehard Saints fans. Everybody thinks I'm a sleeper Saints fan. I don't have time. I don't know anything about that team other than, like, when the game week rolls around and it's like, okay, let me see what the Saints are doing. So all weekend, my family – we're sitting here talking about, like, Amari's coming back. Lamb's coming back. This is – DeMarcus is practicing. Over in Saints' world, my parents and my brother are like, well, yeah, Kamara should be back. Ryan Ramchick and uh, Teron Armstead should be healthy for the first time in a month. Taysom Hill might play for the first time in a month. I'm like, oh, so they sound like they might be ready for a challenge just in time for the Cowboys, like, just – just like clockwork. That's yeah. how it happens. Like, that, the Saints team that got its ass kicked by Buffalo and Philly was decimated, just like the Cowboys have been. And then that's everybody in the yeah. league is dealing with it at this time of year. Every team in the league is like, if we just had so and so, if we could just do this. And you know what? Nobody cares. You got to find a way anyway. Yeah.
2: It sucks because speaking of short weeks with this Thursday game, I just realized I'm like, okay. Travel on Wednesday. We wouldn't have a show on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So we got to discuss the Saints' offense, defense, how that game's going to look like against the Cowboys. We haven't even talked about really what happened with the Raiders. And, you know, the main thing that came out... The officials too, and oh, the wow. uh, people want to get mad. Let's, let's about. talk
4: about the flags. Ugh. Flag football.
3: I don't want to see Sean Hockley again. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to have to look at his face that's, again.
4: And that, that's exactly what I said this morning on the radio. Like, how many times? And I don't know how many times Dak Prescott got got, got shown by CBS or how many times McCarthy was it or, CBS or Fox? Fox? No, CBS. Romo. Romo. Oh, okay, you're right. So CBS. I don't know how many times they show him in the middle of a game, but it's probably. 30 25 30. I mean he's the quarterback yeah but how many times did they show hockey league? I mean 33 times 33 times even even to say the, the penalty on 72 whatever declined or whatever it was still they still oh. threw the flag 30 something times that's I'm I don't even like I
3: don't feel like it was even unfairly officiated toward the Cowboys mm-hmm. you know like that's not what I'm saying I'm no. saying Keep your flags in your pockets, you nerds. Like, let the professional football teams play football. Every single time, it felt like the game was establishing that rhythm that kind of makes it fun. Here comes the crew, the ref crew to get in the way. Okay, I mean, the Raiders caught 14 flags. Now, the Cowboys got most of the egregious ones. But, like, they just yeah. they just wanted to be part of the narrative. And I got real
4: sick yeah. of it by halftime. So, did, we, we were sitting pretty close to each other. And at one point, Derek wasn't even sitting in between us. So it was just you and me. And we – I mean – we definitely want to see the Cowboys win. I do, at least. I want to see them win. I go go down there. It's a the lot easier. way more fun so when they win. It's more fun. It's a lot easier. We want to see that. And there was a point in the game where the Cowboys needed a few breaks. The Raiders started getting a lot of holding calls that were helping the Cowboys. Like, this would help them here. If they score a touchdown, the game's over. If they get a field goal, then there's a chance. And that's what happened. And they called holding twice in a row. And Dave and I looked at each other. And, like, it was getting annoying, like... Are you serious? Even though the crowd cheered and it was like, yes, move them back. And finally, we get a call, blah, blah, blah. But we were like, I'm tired of seeing this. Well,
2: even the last play, the, the kick. I, oh, yeah. I don't know what like, happened well, there. Well, i like, can this C- game CJ Goodwin be
4: was just Goodwin pissed
3: just, off, I think. He just kept going yeah. offside. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm going to block this damn kick. I don't care yeah. if I'm
4: two yards in the backfield. Yeah, he turned it into an extra point. But, I mean, okay. Anthony Brown, like, like here, here's, here's my thing about Anthony Brown. If you're going to say that Anthony, you know, like I've, I've heard it, I've seen it in the same tweet, like the officials ruined the game. They killed us. They, 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 they don't love the Cowboys. They did this and that. Oh, by the way, cut Anthony Brown. So one or the other, like, like blame Anthony Brown or the officials or, or whatever. I don't think all four of those penalties probably should have been called. I think two of them were good and two of them were bad. Right. Anthony Brown has had a good season. Um, he's had a much better season than we thought, like expectation-wise. He's 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 done way better than that before this game, and but he's but he's been a good corner, not just about expectation. He's been a good, solid player. Um, hasn't had a lot of issues. So you know, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, somebody somebody tweeted me and they goes, if you, they don't cut Anthony Brown, I'm going to be a Ravens fan tomorrow. That's what I got, and I was like, well, Lamar's fun. I mean, enjoy cool. that. I mean, cool. Because he's not getting cut. I thought J. Ron yeah. Curse
3: had a great quote about A.B. Somebody asked him after the game, like, you know, what do you say to Anthony Brown after a game like that? And, like, he looked legitimately confused. He's like, what am I supposed to say to him? Like, he's mm-hmm. been awesome for us this year. Uh-huh. You, know, you have bad games, you're a D.B. You're going to get beat. I, I have all the faith in the world with him. He, he said something else about, like, you know, if you do nine good things for a person and one bad thing, they're going to remember the one bad over the nine good um that's definitely true with cornerbacks mm-hmm. and, i mean yeah whatever we defend ab on this show i don't care if it right. makes you mad like he's been he had a rough night in tampa and he had a rough night on thanksgiving other than that he's been pretty damn good this season yeah and, and this and, is
2: how it's mostly gonna be anyways we see it happening when they're bashing on a guy and sometimes it's fair because they're not perfect sure. but then that guy gets cut or leaves through free agency or whatever. Then you got the next guy, and then that next guy is the one getting attacked. So it's it's never going to end. Yeah. There's always going to be that guy that people don't like, and it's just how it is. It's going to happen, and it's he's just going to be a yeah. solid, cut him. decent player sometimes and bad sometimes.
4: Cut him for who? I mean, yeah. for Kelvin Joseph, who got kicked out of the game, and I mean, I, I don't no, think I don't, he should have I mean, been kicked out of the game, but I, I thought that was ridiculous. But like, he's not ready to play. Well, it's and funny. Pe- oh, go l- ahead. I want to just yeah. make this one point. People say, "Well, oh, they, they were picking on Anthony Brown. They're going to continue to pick on him. They've been picking on Anthony Brown for three years. They've done it all this year. When Diggs was doing all his thing, they were kept throwing at Anthony Brown, and it wasn't really working. So, I mean, he's he, he's been the guy he's been the Waldo that Bucky always talks about for a while and it hasn't always worked out for the opposing team so keep doing it keep trying it I I don't think the the officials I mean we'll we'll call it that way every time I think he's 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 still at this point he's still had a good year
3: it's so I mean it's good on good on Derek Carr for recognizing the way the refs were calling Mm -hmm. the game but like The one that decided the game is just so weak to me. Like by the, I keep saying this. Like by the strict letter of the law, you can throw a flag on it, and you're not wrong. But like, he didn't touch the guy. The guy slowed down his route. Derek Carr, he's a very good quarterback. He likely underthrew it on purpose to create contact because he knew he'd get a flag. Like he's good enough to purposefully do that. Uh, and it's just it's just lame. Like he didn't look back for the ball, but face guarding's not a penalty. Like he did not aggressively make contact. He had his hands out as if to signify, like I'm not touching this dude. He's just backing into me because the ball was underthrown, yeah. and the refs just wanted to make it a not fun game. Yeah,
4: and and they they had already established. I thought, see, the the thing that that bothered me about it is that it, they they felt like it. it you know, you could say, well, don't make that call at that point in the game, which a lot of people would rather them not do. But they'd already kind of played those rules in the previous drive when the Cowboys were driving. Dalton Schultz got, got interfered with over the middle, too. That ball could have been on the 10-yard line with about, what, 20 seconds to go, yeah. had chance to maybe just win the game right there. Um, it felt like they didn't make that call because you're not going to get that here with 20 seconds to go. That being said, you hope that they continue that, and they didn't. And some
3: smart people brought up to me: Hockey League's crew did the opener in Tampa, and they threw that flag on Jordan Lewis that kind of decided that game as well. So they just, Wait, They didn't. No, they no, didn't. They didn't, they, they didn't throw
4: for OPI. I'm yeah, sorry, they didn't make that call. Yeah. Let, let me throw this out there too about Dan Quinn, and uh, it, you know, a lot of people were upset with the way that the coverage was yeah. in the game. And, and you and I talked about this too, I, I, think, I think we did. It, it needs to be mentioned, it's not third and 18. I mean, yes, that's what the stick said, but 12 yards beats you. This isn't like in the second quarter, third and 18 get off the field. This is you're protecting for a field goal, and all the Raiders get ten yards. They've already kicked a fifty-seven yarder here, and they're going to kick another one. So you, they're trying to get in field goal range. So the coverage isn't necessarily make sure they don't get eighteen yards, and we can get off the field. No, the coverage is don't let them get six or seven yards here because they're going to beat us with a field goal.
3: Yeah, so that's, it's a little
4: bit different than a normal third and eighteen.
3: That's what Dan said on Friday, and I just like Kellen Moore. Like it's easy to hate a play call when it doesn't work, yeah. but. What Micah got Micah got to car for the first time on like the on that overtime possession. That was the that was the yeah. first time they sacked him, right? Yeah. I just I have no problem cool. imagining like they drop in zone Cars got four seconds in the pocket. Then he breaks contain, steps up and hits a guy for 16 yards. Like the way that the defense pressured him, A.K.A. they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. It's very easy for me to imagine him doing that. And then I, everybody's like, "Oh my! You play soft zone on third and eight? Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me, yeah. Dan Quinn?" Like so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they they called man to man coverage that didn't work out. I don't have a problem with the I don't have a problem with it at all.
4: I, I kudos to Micah Parsons for getting a sack there in overtime because he was dog tired and because he didn't really rotate that much. He played a lot of the game and most uh, all of it, I think, a defensive end. I don't think he really rotated that much. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that many plays where he was not on the field, which is not normal for a pass rusher. Um, so that's been the knock on putting him at pass rushers. Like well, he, he has to come off the field some. They didn't. They didn't take him off the field. He he was really tired. I I think the, the case keeps going back and forth. Oh, is he an end? Is he a linebacker? I think with these guys starting to come back and what we saw from that game. I still think he's a linebacker, but he's got to rush the passer when it's time to rush the passer. And
3: All just... I want in life is to have Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence back rushing as traditional ends with Micah either hanging over the strong side of the formation as an extra rusher or blitzing up
4: the A-gap while they're doing it.
3: Good, no no good Christmas
4: luck. gifts or you don't want anything else. No, you don't want a I, raise or anything. You just want that. You okay. just want that.
3: If Rays is on the table, we can talk. But otherwise, I'll just take that.
2: (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we'll keep talking about this game and some of the things that the Cowboys need to do in preparation for the Saints.
5: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
1: because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym for teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again
5: it's the button on your left nana okay your other left
0: United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com.
1: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
2: Okay, welcome back to the show. So we talked about the refs and we talked about certain things, but... I want to try to forget about all those calls, putting that aside, whatever you can pick, which was very, very very hard. And Dave, you mentioned it, it ruins the flow. Ezekiel Elliott mentioned it after the game. He's like, you can never get in a rhythm when you keep getting stopped Mm -hmm. every time. So. Looking at the game, at the plays that we were able to see, what do you walk away with after that game, whether that's on offense or defense, just in general, what the Cowboys were able to do or not do?
4: Well, I mean, I think I'll start with the quarterback. I, I, he needs to play better. I mean, he, he does, as, as I just noticed. He's one of the Players of the Week nominees for uh, the, the quarterbacks. But I, I still feel like he there were throws out there that he, he didn't make. And um, he got into a rhythm. And every time Derek and I talked about it, he, then he would make a play. Uh, and he would get Speaking of Derek, he'd make a play. Um, got the afternoon paper. Sorry, that's just, that's just broad, it's just the broadest Whoa. joke. It's The broadest joke that we have to throw in there. No, I'm just kidding. I know what you've been going through, and he would definitely <laughs> like to have the paper, and he'd hit me with it if he had it. Um, we were talking about Dak um, needing to play really? a so little. bit. We already bit. talked about
5: refs, and we already talked about we did the COVID. whole thing, man. We did it all. I missed all of that. Yeah. Huh?
4: Favorite penalty over the weekend, Derek. What favorite penalty? What was your favorite of all of them? <laughs> we're doing that now. Nah, we favorite penalties. Yeah. I just
2: anything you want to vent. Let it out before we end the show. Well, <laughs> Let it out.
4: I was just throwing out. Yeah, it good. Yeah, divert the part that I was blaming. I'm not blaming Dak. I just think he's, he's got to play better. He and Yes, he didn't have all his weapons. I get it. But... There are some throws out there that he he's not making, and it's been the last few games, and he hasn't played his best football at all. And I would imagine he stands up and says that. Uh, so this isn't you know Dak's great. I think I think he's been an outstanding quarterback. There's nobody else I'd rather have right now than than, than Dak. I say that because there's no other options. Because I mean I'm, you wow. can't no I'm saying wow. you can't go get Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes or other Brady and all that. He's the he's the best guy for this team right now. I, but he's got to play better, and I bet he he'll he'll admit it. This this offense
3: needs to have some kind of come to Jesus moment. They I, they've lost their way a little bit, and I think it stems from for whatever reason. Probably a lot of them. The offensive line has been in flux. Zeke Elliott's hurt. The run game is boo boo. It's not good right now. Uh, and mm-hmm. rather than trying to adapt around it they seem to be opting more for just like stubbornly trying to force it and it hasn't worked uh they they haven't been able to get anything going on the ground with the exception of one trick play to tony pollard in kansas city um it's like and and to be nick's totally right like dak dak has been off for most of the last month he's missed so many uncharacteristic throws his pocket awareness has been off but at the same time he was and is capable of playing at an MVP level, and it didn't really feel like they were comfortable putting the ball in his hand until they had to in the fourth quarter. And wouldn't you know, they zip up and down the field throughout the fourth quarter. He, I don't know off the top of my head, but he probably had 250 of his 370-whatever yards in the, in the fourth quarter. I that mean, was partially his doing, though, because he wasn't that great in the first three quarters. Sure, but I, I, but I wonder... It it feels like with the amount of guys that they have out, they are their game plans reflect like a college game where you know you're the less talented team and you're like, how can we stay on the field? How can we kind of just keep the other guys out of this and just methodically move it? And they don't have the pieces to do that right now. Um, and who knows? Maybe it'll just magically go back to being great with Amari and CD back in the fold and all that good stuff. Um but I just I, – I don't like the way – like, they don't have an identity right now, and they're – it seems like they're calling these games as if they don't really trust any of their pitches, so to speak.
5: I, I think that and, – and you guys said it last week, and I was a little dubious of it, but Amari Cooper really matters, and he matters a ton. And I think that's what we saw, at least uh, these last two games. I, I think not having him matters probably more than any other guy offensively other than the quarterback, because I think when he's out – you can see that other guys just don't have that ability. When you run up against a team that that can match up with you pretty well, they just don't have anybody else that's going to get open. I trust Amari to get open. Even in double coverage, he figures out ways to get open and present himself and, and create an opportunity for the quarterback to make a completion. They don't have that guy when he's not there other than possibly CD, and CD's been out the last game and a half. So they just didn't have it this game, and that I think before I give too much to Dak not being what I thought he was, I will give him the benefit of doubt that he just didn't have guys that were able to get open consistently. Because he made some throws
3: to Gallup in this last game that were pretty good. Yeah. You just can't do that every play, you know? Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. But it's just, since Denver, and and they haven't had guys throughout that. You know, they didn't have Tyron. They didn't have Amari. But, like, you just, you haven't seen a consistency to to generate that. And like I said, like... It just sort of feels like Kellen Moore, and I don't know this, I'm just speculating, but he doesn't feel, it doesn't, I just don't feel this sense of confidence from their play calls and the way that they call things. Like, it reminds me of playing Madden. And you like you don't feel confident and you just wind up and you're like, all right, I can I can hit this five yard out. I know I can do that. And I just maybe I can just move down the field doing that. And eventually it bites you. That's just kind of the impression that I get from these guys. Is like, like I said, it's like a pitcher who who doesn't trust his pitches right now. And hopefully getting these guys back will help with that. But it hasn't been fun to watch.
5: Chaz, you guys talk about the offensive line? A lot? Okay. You missed a lot. We covered some ground. <laughs> y'all y'all did sorry, everything. Sorry. I will say real quick though. I heard you guys talking about the coach and who should possibly be the head coach this week. I actually think Rob Davis is the right answer. I know that's kind of crazy, but it allows who did you my, talk to. Well, I didn't talk to anybody. Okay. I saw it on Twitter. I saw Brian talking about it with someone, and they threw out Rob Davis. And because before that, I was worried. I don't want my offensive play caller and my defensive play caller to all of a sudden not be my play caller, and or focused on being my play caller and I, I don't want Bones being the guy that's making the calls on managing the game because I think then you're you're asking, you're asking for some stuff that maybe
3: we don't want. Maybe, maybe I,
5: a I do. I'm no. like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I maybe, love him,
2: but. No, I
3: think Bones might be the answer because he's going go to go I need somebody to be able to tell him no. Like, I don't need him to
5: be the guy with his hand on the pulse. I mean, on the, on the I don't
3: think you're crazy. <laughs> you know? I don't think you're crazy at all because we know what Mike McCarthy thinks of Rob Davis. Right. And again, we talked about this before you were here. Like Tom Palosero reporting it, and you should take that as damn near gospel when it comes to matters. That he's going to have a, a, a bigger, bigger role. role. He's got a bigger role, yeah. But that's a huge jump. Like he's not like he doesn't coach a position. Well, but he's no, but, done, hadn't
5: but done think about that. it. The head coach on this team, as it's constructed, his main job that's the decision is decision maker. Yeah. Do we need a timeout right here? Uh, do we want to challenge this? And by the way, there's somebody in his ear that's saying, "Hey, guy, hey, challenge this." So, I mean, what what is he really being asked to do that he shouldn't be able to do? You I know, just seems so far out. And outside. by the way, so he does have those other guys also. that can he, that, those other guys that can talk to like Dan can say, "Hey, right here, you might want to think about this, Rob." Right?
4: Yeah. Just, yeah. just and just read the the release that they sent out. That's that's why if it is. Like if it if it is gonna be Rob Davis, it says this is what the release from the team said. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has been entered into the NFL's COVID protocols this morning. Although he will not be on the field for the Saints game, McCarthy will continue to direct and be involved in all meetings and game preparations on a virtual basis. Now, is that just the the preparation or because it says he will not be on the field for the game, he will continue to direct. So
5: are you saying maybe maybe they put him in a suite somewhere isolated by himself? Well, and,
4: well, and I don't let know him... if he can get to New Orleans, but I think, I mean... But they don't,
5: the, the, the league rules are telecommunications can't happen on the sideline. Right, you you're can't, not allowed to do you that. You can't actually make a phone call or have... Con- connection with somebody that's not yeah. in the coach's booth or on the field, like anybody else, like you or I, cannot have access and, and be so able to talk to anybody on the sideline.
3: I, I threw this out there. We can't put McCarthy on Zoom on a surface and can't put that, that on the Gatorade. Can't job. do that.
5: Although I do think I do think like in today's behind. I do think in today's COVID world, I do think, think the league should think about that. Like if you got a coach that's out and he's just sitting at home and he's got no symptoms and he's watching his team play. What's the harm? Like, it's not like you're doing something that, I mean, he would be there anyway, so what's the harm in having, it's not like you got a, a roster limit on coaches, as we know around here, so I mean, it's just, why not?
3: I, I just think in today's world,
5: you probably should.
3: I don't know. I just, across this league, like two-thirds of the head coaches in this league call plays for some somebody, offense or defense. Sean Payton's going to be doing it on Thursday night, so... I, Dan, Dan Quinn. I just don't feel well, like that should be why too- Dan didn't call it in Atlanta. Well, the, right? I, I get that, but these are extenuating circumstances like this is a it's a weird situation yeah, I don't know you just gotta do what you gotta do I just feel like the head coach the head coach here
5: he has a very limited scope on what he has to manage on game day I i think you could do that with somebody else and not disrupt what you're doing offensively and defensively
3: I mean I i don't think you're crazy like I said there's a lot of reasons why you could read I those do. tea leaves No, I, I don't think you're crazy for suggesting Sorry. it I don't know that it's the best idea I think but. we could put Nick down there as the head coach for this game and you would be fine like again it's not give it's, me a shot Jerry yeah. Yeah. it's we're going to go for it on the, every fourth. The
5: you
2: know, cooler. You know what would happen. Around. Ice
4: crunching. Your, your yeah.
5: coaches are getting pissed well, at you.
4: I think we all know what would happen. And flea flicker. Flea flicker would definitely <laughs> Did happen.
5: you see that in the Giants game? Yes. I thought about you, and I was looking yeah. on Twitter. Nobody said anything. I get uh, it. I get some. every flea yeah. flicker.
4: Okay. When Holy Cross does it against Dartmouth, I get it. I don't
5: it. think I've ever seen a flea flicker screen, though. That was yeah. kind of weird. But
4: yeah, I saw whatever. the fake flea flicker the other day. The guy ran to the line, faked it, came back. And he went like 14 yards up the middle. Ooh. I was like, whoa.
3: One other thing you could do off a of flea flicker.
5: Yeah, right?
4: a lot of fakes going on there. A lot of stuff happening.
3: Imagine like every time the Cowboys get beyond their own 35, you just go for it every time. <laughs> That's yeah. you. Four out of six on fourth down, Cowboys <laughs> score 38 points. Ah, oh, sounds awesome. You're just over there rubbing the eyebrows, just oh, yeah. dialing oh, them
5: up,
4: baby. I'm here, and I got, the, I got
3: the play sheet on one hand, and my rubbing the eyebrow with the other.
4: Would you still get on Twitter, though, in the middle of the I'm game? I'm not allowed to. Probably. No, that he'd wouldn't try. be. He, be he would try. He'd have, his he'd have a hard boy. He'd,
2: he'd
3: be he'd, losing his mind that he wasn't on his phone. Yeah, I would, At Hellman DC, just tweets in the second quarter, like, get ready for this, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Kelsey. S- suggestions? Anyone? <laughs> awesome. Sounds fun.
2: Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. We got another day
4: tomorrow.
3: Yeah, we do get have another tomorrow. day tomorrow. Yes. I just so. hope I just hope that this is all still relevant in two hours. Honestly, yeah, this is crazy times, guys. Yeah,
2: crazy times. Well, you want to do the honors?
5: Sure, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have uh, lots to talk about, and we'll get you ready for Cowboys versus Saints. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on
1: DallasCowboys.com radio.